We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of The Most Insane Things That Happened This Week. Folks, nothing can top anything more insane than watching the Democrats and Republicans try to outdo each other in their zeal for starting World War III. That pretty much tops it all. Have you noticed something about these Washington politicians on your news screen? The neocons, Democrat and Republican alike? Have you noticed they're all about, we got to show Putin by blowing him out of the air. Uh, And it's some version of no-fly zone MiGs, anti-aircraft missiles. All of them a provocation to World War III. Have you noticed not one of them has said what would happen after we fire? Even Tom Cotton The senator went so far as to say, yeah, it's going to be great to show Putin. We're going to shoot his plane out of the sky. Uh Uh-huh. And then the thing is, and then nobody knows. And they don't care. They won't even discuss it. Well, what if this ends up being World War III? It's not an option. They just assume Putin won't respond. But here's the weird thing. Zelensky doesn't. Which brings us to the most insane thing uttered this week. By Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky himself. The only one of the whole cabal to admit, yep, this whole thing could end up starting World War III. After ABC News asked him the question, I've been hoping somebody would ask Cotton or Cruz or Rubio or Lindsey Graham or any of them, could this start World War III? It's like it's not even a a possibility. But Zelensky knows it is. And he's cool with it. Take a listen. I can't believe we're taking guidance from this lunatic who essentially offered on international television to have his country host it. Host World War Three. Nobody knows whether it may have already started. Nobody would be able to predict when the full-scale war would start and how it will end and who will end, put an end to that. And there it is. He just submitted the one thing none of these mushhead politicians and the mushheads interviewing them would. It could start World War III. It might. All of our provocations have already done so. Yep, World War III with Joe Biden, the worst president we've ever had, and his crack team of international strategists guiding the whole thing. What could go wrong? Yet so many Republicans have their fist in the air. Yeah. Yeah, what? Well, because we got to stand for freedom, you know, democracy. Oh, come on. 
Y'all couldn't even find Ukraine on a map a month ago. But let's talk about that democracy. Somebody actually had the courage to describe what it was like in Ukraine for the last eight years. Did you know the Ukraine government regularly shelled civilians in the area in the West that Russia claimed it liberated? Bet you didn't know that. It's very well documented by journalists on the ground, many of whom reported faithfully for many years with no problems until they just got their YouTube channels taken away. Only Tulsi Gabbard had the courage to describe what kind of democracy exactly we'd be going to World War III to defend, the kind Zelensky was running. Now here's something you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. What you do hear is warmongers arguing that we must protect Ukraine because it is a quote-unquote democracy. But they're lying. Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. For example, to hold on to power, Ukraine's president shut down the three TV stations that were openly criticizing him and his policies, imprisoned the head of the opposition political party that had come in second place in their elections, and went and arrested and jailed that party's leaders. This is exactly what Putin has been accused of doing. But Ukraine did this all with the support of the United States. Just wanted to be clear on what we were all going to World War III, potentially for. Which gets me to our third most insane thing this week. And this won't come as much of a surprise to longtime listeners of this podcast, because I've laid out for you in excruciating detail how the Biden administration wanted and desperately needed the invasion of Ukraine, how they took extraordinary measures to greenlight it and to remove the sanctions standing in Vladimir Putin's way. I'm not going to repeat all that. It's on previous podcasts. You can enjoy them if you like. So that they could do exactly what they're doing right now. Blame the inflation they knew was coming on Vladimir Putin. And transition they want, they think, they hope, to a green economy. And blame the economic destruction that causes on Putin too. It's a win-win for them. So they greenlighted the whole thing. At one point with Biden saying it'd be okay with him and NATO if they just rolled in and did a small invasion. Didn't turn out to be so small. So those of you who understand that Washington, well, the Biden administration wanted this, won't be shocked by this. But it's still shocking. While the Biden administration was making a huge show of sanctioning Russia, cutting off the oil and all that, they passed him $10 billion out the back door. Wait, what? Yup. You know how Russia is negotiating on behalf of Iran that ridiculous nuclear deal? Yeah. Well, take a listen to the part they just negotiated that we just agreed to. We just agreed to let Russia's top state-controlled energy company cash in on a $10 billion contract to build out one of Iran's most contested nuclear sites. Contested because it's where they want to make the nukes to hit all their enemies, maybe even including us, with. We just granted them sanctions relief so they could do it. Why are we doing this? Because they need this money Right now. And we need the tanks to keep rolling. Rosatrum, Russia's leading energy company, this is from the Washington Free Beacon, has a $10 billion contract now with Iran's atomic energy organization to expand Tehran's Bushir nuclear 
plant. Yep, Russia and the Biden administration confirmed that Tuesday, the new nuclear agreement, and that Biden's administration will waive sanctions, not the Ukraine ones, but the other ones, on both countries so Russia can make good on the contract. Here's a quote from the State Department. I know this is hard to believe. It's Suzanne. We, of course, would not sanction Russia participation in nuclear projects that are part of resuming full implementation of the JCPOA, State Department spokesman Ned Price confirmed on Tuesday. Folks, I can't even describe how insane this is. The removal of these sanctions will give Moscow's Rosatrom Company a critical source of revenue as American and European sanctions crush Russia's economy in response to unprovoked evasion of Ukraine. Here's from the article. Gabriel Noronha, he's a former State Department special advisor for Iran under Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He told the Free Beacon that Russia is being awarded, and this is true, a financial lifeline via the nuclear agreement undermining international efforts to isolate Moscow. Well, yeah, somebody's got to pay the troops and keep the tanks rolling if Washington's to get the political cover it needs. Anyway, he goes on, quote, Rosa Trump's projects in Iran are crucial to the company's future financial viability. That's exactly why we should shut them down by disrupting their foreign contracts, especially those with a regime like Iran. Naran has said, we're doing the opposite. The United States, he said, should sanction Rosa Trump for its involvement in Russia's war on Ukraine. But in classic fashion, we're giving them full sanctions immunity. That will stabilize Rosa Trump's finances. Folks, there's no words for this. The Free Beacon continues. As of last year, Iran owed Russia $500 million for past work on the country's nuclear program. But Russia could not access the money due to Trump administration sanctions that blocked Tehran from accessing the funds that are held in Japanese and South Korean banks. So guess what we just did? We lifted them. An injection of cash Russia really needed. Naranha continued, providing Rosatrom a guaranteed $10 billion lifeline right now is just another example of how this administration is undermining all of its anti-Russia rhetoric with hidden technical concessions to keep Putin and his cronies' companies afloat, Naran has said. It's got to stop. Well, no. I mean, the war would say you can't have a war uh, hindered. Washington needs it. Folks, with these people, you have to watch what they do. You cannot listen to what they say. That is not reality. Remember China? China's been talking some smack about Russia lately and distancing itself all while it replaced the loans and bought the oil that got cut off from world markets. They're absolutely in there doing it. We do the same thing. Everybody's rooting for Russia, but for different reasons. Which brings us to the final insane thing this week. Remember the weekend the news broke that incredibly, fantastically, in the middle of Iran nuclear negotiations, folks, the deal we're cutting with them essentially allows them to have nuclear weapons eventually and protects them while they're developing them. It's an absurd deal. It was when Obama first put it in place. So we're in the middle of these negotiations. Russia is running the negotiations and dictating the terms. Okay, just just picture this, okay? When the news breaks, U.S. embassy's been hit. Oh, by who? Iran? Iran. Administration officials immediately took the television screen to explain to everybody how it was an accident. Iran hadn't meant to hit what they hit and yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? 
Iran then comes out and goes, no, we take credit. We meant to hit it. It was in retaliation for an Israeli strike. You hit us in retaliation for an Israeli strike? Uh Uh-huh. Thank God nobody was killed. But the thing is, folks, somebody could have been. So what do we do? Sanction them? Walk away from the negotiating table? Oh, heck no. No. Instead, we rewarded them. We rewarded them by lifting sanctions on their ability to trade with, get this, Russia. This came just three days after the bombing, which Iran never apologized for. Here's my favorite version of it. From the press release released by Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, quote, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, Lavrov, says that Moscow has received guarantees from the U.S. on its ability to trade with Tehran as part of ongoing talks to salvage the nuclear deal. Longtime listeners to this podcast will recognize the pattern here. The Biden administration goes before the light, screams and yells, calls Vladimir Putin a war criminal. Folks, in the beginning of the week, we're giving them, we're lifting sanctions so they can trade with um, Iran, Iran can trade with them. We are great. We're, we're giving them $10 billion. We're doing all this. And by the end of the week, Biden's calling him a war criminal. Russia must think we're insane. But folks, this is the same pattern. We spent November and December, the administration did, telling Russia, don't invade, banging their fists, screaming and yelling, all while Biden, again in December, went to the Senate to lobby Democrats. To He went personally to the Senate to drop the sanctions on the Nord 2 pipeline. And 44 Democrats would ultimately vote to flip their votes. So Putin knows how to read Washington. And they must think we're insane, because we are. Putin knows how to read Washington. He knows you got to watch what we do, not listen to what we say. I wish the American people would figure that out. And finally, the final most insane thing this week had to be the UAE and Saudi Arabia. After not taking Biden's phone calls, Saudi Arabia turns around and announces it's welcoming Chairman Xi of China to Saudi Arabia. Oh, and that they're probably going to stop doing deals in dollars and start doing them in yuan, at least when China buys oil. Folks, that's not a small thing. Do you know how much oil China buys from Saudi Arabia? 25% of its exports. That's a big deal. Such a big deal that all this dropkicking of Biden actually moved CNN's Fareed Zakaria to freak out. Actually turned the heads of liberal Bill Maher and Trevor Noah. Here's what they had to say about this incredible, I mean, honestly, historic turn of catastrophic events. The Pax Americana of the past three decades is over. You can see signs of this everywhere. Consider that according to the Wall Street Journal, the leaders of the UAE and Saudi Arabia, two countries that have depended on Washington for their security for decades, refused to even take phone calls from the American president. If Putin thought Trump was really that supportive of him, why didn't he invade when Trump was in office? It's at least worth asking that question if you're not locked into one intransigent thought. Apparently, Saudi Arabia won't even pick up the phone for the president of the United States. I mean, look, I know it's hard to arrange those calls. You know, Riyadh is eight hours ahead. Biden is asleep by 4 p.m. It's a narrow window to make it work. You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. And that's what the left is saying 
as the post-World War II world order crumbles. After Joe Biden's historically, utterly disastrous first year. That was CNN's Fareed Zakaria, Bill Maher, and the liberal comedian Trevor Noah. with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.